I was watching the documentary series Losers on Netflix and I stumbled upon the John Van Der Waal story Losers the 72nd hole It's a tragic tale to come across for any sports lover and especially for any golfer happened in the 1999 British Open Golf Championship John Van Der Waal was on a three shot lead before the last hole on one of the toughest golf courses of the world Scotland's Carnoustie Golf Links he was poised to win comfortably when disaster struck a catastrophe was waiting to happen John finished second. Dear listener, this is Dr. Vishwanath, your host, and you are listening to Winning Edge Talks podcast. I'm a sports mental conditioning coach, golf psychologist, counselor, author, blogger, and podcaster. John Van Der Waal made it to the British Open 1999 as a rank outsider. ranked 152nd in the world though he had turned pro in 1987 he didn't have any big title to boast of with the lineup comprising some big time golfers like tiger woods greg norman davis law bernard langer paul lowry craig parry and others the bookies wouldn't give him an outside chance of winning if he won he would be the only frenchman since arnaud massi in 1907 to win a major title john van der waal was a debonair golfer with a devil may care approach on the carnoustie golf links that week he surprised many by choosing a driver as against the iron that is how aggressive he was he had nothing to lose and he gave it everything he finished top 24 on the first day mm, not bad for a 152nd ranked golfer on the second day he surprised many with a score of 68 and ending up with top 4 his brilliant play continued during the third day he finished with a three shot lead and qualified for the final round with a three shot lead on this difficult golf course people believed he was on his way to win the open football is the favorite game of france and France had just won the FIFA World Cup in 1998 the french people didn't give too much into golf and golf was the last thing on their mind but with what john van der waal was doing at the carnoustie made sporting fans and journalists in france to rush to scotland to witness the history in the making The final round which was a par 6 hole was to be played. On the previous night, John didn't sleep that well. He was anxious and tossed around on the bed. With a 3 shot lead, he had many opportunities. Even he missed a few, he was tipped to win 
comfortably. The final round began and he started with a driver for the tee shot and this surprised many. Experts said this one club could get him into trouble. But he got it right and the ball fell in the 17th fairway and all he had to do was to put it onto the green in the 18th. All is well that ends well, they say, but that was not to be. Disaster was waiting to happen. For his second shot, he chose the second iron that he thought would be good enough to give him the distance. His troubles began then. He plays the shot and the ball hits the bleachers on top of the stone wall of the burn and bounces back towards him. If you didn't know, a burn is a small waterway on a golf course. It can be a stream, a creek or a small river. He still had to clear the burn. He plays his third shot. He swings and this time, oh no, the ball falls into the water. He gets into the water with his pants up to the knees. But to his dismay, when he looks into the water, he finds the ball had sunk. It would be an impossible shot to play. He decides to take a lift. This means he will drop one shot. Four shots gone and two left to land the ball in the 18th cup for an outright victory. John takes his fifth shot and alas, this lands in the bunker. Now, to win the tournament, he has to hold this bunker shot. But just then, he also finds Craig Paris ball in the bunker. Craig Parry had shot his second shot into the bunker. In his bunker shot, Craig lands the ball in the cup. A miraculous shot. John didn't believe it. This is a shot he has to play to win the cup himself. Now, John plays his shot from the bunker, but it lands 10 feet away from the hole. Come on! With an outright victory chance blown away, now his only chance is to nail the 10 foot putt. He takes it. He does it and he is in the playoffs. It's a three-way tie between Paul Lowry, Lennard and himself. The playoff was a total disaster. Nothing worked for him from the word go. He was a poor shadow of who he was in the front nine of the final round. Maybe he was still brooding over his lost chances in the 18th hole. As a result, he may have got stressed out and ruined his chances. Finally, when it all ended, John Vandeville finished second behind Paul Lowry, the ultimate winner. Oh, what a tragedy. John retired from professional golf in 2008. And the tragedy is that he never got close to winning a major title after his debacle in the Open in 1999. 
This mental meltdown or choke effect that sports persons suffer from when they least want to has happened to many top-notch athletes in the history of sport. In all disciplines of sport, if you might say, John Vandeweghe was not the first and he was not the last. He is not alone. He can forgive himself for what happened. What do you attribute his debacle to? Wrong choice of the club? Ips in the last hole? Or choking in the playoff? The reasons can be many. Wrong strategies? Psyching out? Or simply bad luck? Like I said, it has happened to many golfers in the past. They squandered the opportunity when victory was as close as between the cup and the lip. Now, let's take the story of what happened to Greg Norman, one of the legendary golfers of all time. In 1996, Greg Norman was in a world number one. He was arguably one of the most gifted golfers of his time. He was a legend. Greg Norman, known as the Great White Shark, has won 91 professional events, including two British Open titles and 20 on the PGA Tour. In the 1999 US Masters, he came close to winning with a six-shot lead in the final round. But he squandered the advantage and lost to another great player, Nick Faldovo. Leading up to the final round, Greg Norman played impeccable golf. People thought it would be a formality that Greg Norman with a six-shot lead would be lifting the US Masters trophy. Then it all started happening on the ninth hole and the 10th, the 11th, the 12th and further on. The Ips took over. His game slipped from brilliance to ignominy in a short period of time. He suffered a mental meltdown and choked. He appeared like a novice and a person who was trying to rediscover his mettle. For 60 hours across 48 holes, he had held the lead, but in the last four holes, he sank from three up to two shots behind. He didn't recover from there. After making the final putt and winning the title, Nick Faldo couldn't help muttering to his rival. I don't know what to say, Greg. I feel horrible about what happened. I am so sorry. Now, let's take the case of India's very own Shubhankar Sharma. Shubhankar Sharma was the brightest star on the horizon by 2017. A consistent performer across PGTI, Asian and European tours. He won the Johannesburg Open and the Maybank Open by 2018. Two of his biggest wins until 2018. This earns him a place to the WGC Mexico event in 2018 and this is going to be his biggest tournament of his career considering the world's best are going to be there at Mexico. He said he was nervous leading up to the tournament. 
the pre-competitive nerves for this 21-year-old youngster in a big event is quite understandable. But he had the talent and the ability and the only thing he wanted to do was to get there and express himself freely. That he did. He drew and plotted brilliantly on the first three days and made scores of 65, 66 and 69. He was on top of the leaderboard for the first three days. He made heads turn and people took notice of him. It would be sensational if he won as he would be the only golfer since Tim Benepe to win a championship on PGA Tour debut. Tim Benepe won the 1988 Western Open on his debut. But on the third day, something strange happened. Phil Mickelson is a golfer who has won 45 events on the PGA Tour with six majors, three Masters titles and two PGA Championship and one Open Championship. He on that day in 2018 was already 48 years old with a phenomenal record behind him. He was a living legend. Many young golfers across the globe would have idolized Phil as they were growing up in the circuit. So it was for young 21-year-old Shubankar Sharma. Shubankar saw Mickelson practicing on the third day. Tempted, he and his caddy reached across to Phil to wish him. Phil Mickelson, mistaking him for someone from the media, said, Are you from the media? Not right now, after the round. Then suddenly, Phil realized he is talking to a young golfer from India who had on the first three days created a buzz in the golfing circles. Oh yes. They exchanged greetings and went their way. Incidentally for the final round, Phil was to play alongside Shubankar Sharma. D-Sport, the broadcaster, was covering the WGC Mexico and I heard the commentators discuss on the previous day's incident of Phil Mickelson not recognizing Shubankar and mistaking him for a media man. Interestingly, they also mentioned that Shubankar should not get overawed while playing Phil Mickelson in the final round. He needs to play his own game, not being conscious of playing around Phil Mickelson. He simply has to forget if Phil Mickelson was around. In golf, nobody plays against each other. They play the game and the playing partner plays his. When play began, it was the towering figure of Phil Mickelson versus the 21-year-old first-timer on PGA Tour Shubankar Sharma. We don't know what happened inside the mind of Shubankar. He was a shadow of the first three days like it happened with John Van de Velde. Shubankar's performance against Phil was not to his satisfaction. He simply couldn't produce the same form. Maybe he was conscious of Phil's presence. 
Maybe he didn't want to play poorly and embarrass himself in front of Phil. Only Shama can tell us what happened. The final round comprised golfers of the caliber of Phil Mickelson, Sergio Garcia, Tyrell Hatton, Rafak Kiriobeo and Shubankar Sharma. Those are experienced golfers, mind you, who wouldn't give an inch, they will go all out to the title. Much to the disappointment of Shubankar Sharma and his followers, he made a score of 74 and finished in the ninth place. Phil Mickinson took home the WGC Mexico title. What happened to Shubankar Sharma? Was he desperate to win the title knowing fully well that he with a two-shot lead had a bright chance of winning the cup? Having been on top of the leaderboard for the first three days, maybe he now wanted to consciously control the result and not squander the opportunity, a golden opportunity that was in his lap. Unlike in the first three days, when he let go of the result and expressed himself freely, he may have been more conscious. It could be anything. I will wind up by quoting another incident involving a key golfer on the women's circuit, former world number one and teenage prodigy, Lydia Ko. It was the LPGA Marathon Classic event of 2020. Going into the final, Lydia Ko had a five-shot lead and she was the hot favorite to win against her arch-rival, Daniel Kang. But what happened in the final essay was contradictory. Lydia Ko was pipped to defeat Daniel Kang, but Lydia finished second. In fact, Lydia defeated herself in the final round with a not so impressive play. Lydia was experienced. She had been there in these situations before. She was no stranger to pressure. Why then did she falter when it mattered most? There are innumerable instances when even the elite and the world's best athletes from different sports have choked on the big stage when they least wanted to. I just mentioned to you the case of Greg Norman, a non-novice golfer who froze in 1996 US Masters to surrender the title to Nick Faldo. Why do common people and not just athletes freeze in events that are important to them, sometimes in career-defining moments? We will get to that in a short while. People for some strange reason freeze like the deer in a headlight, unable to execute a skill that they are known for and that they have practiced for a number of years perfecting the art. This phenomenon referred to as mental meltdown or bottling or simply choking in common terms is also called as ips in golfing terms. What is ips? Ips are involuntary spasms that occur most commonly when golfers are trying the putt. 
Ifs was thought to be a physical occurrence, but it is a lot more mental than physical. It can start in the brain and show up physically. It happens due to psychosomatic reaction called the stress response. It can be associated to stress or distress rather, represented by fear, panic, anxiety and physiological changes. You can attribute many reasons to the phenomenon of choking. I will name some of them here. Paying too much attention to the event and its magnitude. It can be a career-defining moment and you are desperate for the result. You call it wanting it bad and wanting it too much. The third reason could be fear of failure represented by anxiety, panic, nervousness and self-doubt. Tightening up as the event progresses. Too much conscious interference with the process instead of allowing it to happen automatically. Trying to control the process instead of letting go. Overthinking, overfocusing and applying over intensity to the effort may be another reason. Being too stressed out instead of being relaxed leading to a stress response which could produce negative results. The last reason I could think of is the person's inability to handle pressure on the big stage. There could be other reasons too depending on the, the golfer and the circumstances in which he is competing. When we look into the many incidents of choking in sports, we can't help admiring the goats in all sports, the greatest of all timers. The fact that the way they are cool, calm and unruffled even in the most trying circumstances shows their mental prowess or their mental toughness, whatever you call it. The way they handle pressure day in and day out battling against the best in business is a lesson for the aspiring athletes. The consistency at which they win is the hallmark of their greatness. They too would have suffered these hips or the mental meltdown as they were climbing the ladder. But they soon understood what it takes to handle such situations. And they held on to it and made their way to greatness. To recall the names of some of the greatest golfers of all time who have gone, gone through this brunt, I can think of Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus, Gary Player, Steve Ballesteros, Lee Trevino, Walter Hagen, Snap Seed, Ben Hogan, Arnold Palmer, Greg Norman, Nick Faldo and Phil Mickinson. There are many modern golfers who can figure in the list but their careers aren't over as yet. You gain this ability to bring out the best from yourself from the experience gained over the years at the top. For this to happen, the youngster and the upcoming athletes and even the elite professionals at times 
must learn to practice the golden rules on how to avoid the curse of choking. Whatever be their dreams and aspirations, athletes need to adapt a certain attitude in their outlook towards competition and their goals and also towards the entire journey in itself. This is Dr. Vishwanath, your golf psychology coach, signing off for the Winning Edge Talks podcast. Don't forget to visit my website, winningedgeconsulting.in. I pay credits to Netflix and the makers of the episode Losers the 72nd Hole for the inputs I have derived for my episode.